0: On an empty stomach. What's happening? Hey, everybody. Welcome to A Long Walk to Cleveland. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Rudy Povich. Find this podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and every day goes live on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube. Just find me, at Rudy, underscore Povich. Uh, you may have noticed uh, some new digs in the background. Yeah, man, did a little building today. Uh, ran on down to the Home Depot. Just got his nice little old Thursday going. Head on over to Bed Bath & Beyond, maybe the Home Depot. I don't know. We'll see if we have time. We'll see. Maybe we can make it. We're not sure. Got a lot going on over the weekend. You know, kids got uh, soccer games. Just like to run on over. There's a new Froyo place down the street. Yeah. going to run on down. It's a new Cherry Berry. Can't wait. Is that what it's called? Berry, Cherry? Cherry Berry. One of the two. I can't remember. Uh, let's go ahead and read some comments already this morning. Say hi to MJ. What's up, Chris? How are you? BJ, Elizabeth, Mira, Scooter. Good morning, Amanda. Jules, happy thirsty Thursday. Well, for sure. You too. Jules, I like this better than the red. Thank you very much, Sally. Love the new background. Thank you. Yeah, I still got to get some decor going. I'll probably hang a bunch of ridiculous shit. Old, you know, f- old photos and posters and um, yeah. So, uh, you know, for 60 bucks, you can really spruce something up nowadays. It doesn't take a whole hell of a lot. You know what? What was this? Sixty dollars and maybe forty-seven minutes of my life, and it looks a thousand times better than just having some giant piece of shit <laughs> red drape hanging behind me. It doesn't take that much. It really doesn't. Uh, Mira, I agree for sure. Thank you very much, Scooter. Good morning. Getting fancy with it. Hey, man. Um, I've seen a lot of people's podcasts look like shit. See, here's the thing. I've said this before. There's two ways of doing this. You can either have a ton of great content, and it doesn't matter if you look like shit. Or you can try to spruce things up and wane a little bit when it comes to actual content that people want to hear. And that's the boat I'm in. I'm just going to go ahead and try to distract you from how fucking terrible I am at all this and just make it look nice. Because if you make it look nice, you can fake it until you make it. If you need real content, go find another podcast, okay? Joe Rogan can literally podcast in a fucking closet with a Mr. Microphone and it sitting on a five-gallon bucket, and people would listen to it. I, on the other hand, have to make it look like I know exactly what I am doing. Next weekend, going to be at Gutty's Comedy Club, uh, hanging out there until uh, about 10 o'clock both nights. Show's 7.30, uh, Friday and Saturday. Going to be headlining, so probably doing about an hour's worth of material. Uh, some new stuff I'm going to shoehorn into the middle. I've got some stuff we need to chat about, especially going up north for a couple of days. Um, also, uh, some new merchandise going to be on the horizon here pretty soon because I was on the uh, blower with a uh, graphic designer. Uh, three days of me going back and forth with this guy. And then when I said, um, great, so I'd be able to get such and such file with this, right? It's like, I don't work in that file. I was like, Exc- excuse me? He's like, yeah, I don't have that program. I was like, it's the industry standard, dude. He's like, yeah, I know. I just don't like it. I use something different. I'm like, well, should have known that three days ago. You should lead with that, bud. You should lead with that. Because if our shit is not compatible, Circle does not get the square, my friend. It doesn't happen. So, um, yeah. So, hopefully, we can kind of switch some things around and uh, and see what up. But, uh, yeah. In the meantime, though, uh, thank you guys very much for all the compliments. Yeah. I'm very... Um, uh i like where the new kind the new digs are going i like how it looks i like the aesthetic of it oh rustic barn it's very modern it's very chic make everything look like it's distressed make everything look like it looks like shit that's how we're gonna get through this everybody we're gonna make it look awful uh scooter finally got the dance comp schedule for next weekend i'm gonna try to come out to gutty's please do Please do. I should, uh, should be a good time. I did make a mention to you guys the other day. Oh, wait a minute. Well, I'm going to talk about uh, the hypnosis in just a minute, but I do want to address something that happened yesterday, and I kind of took a little bit of shit for it, uh, especially with uh, the family, because the family, not big fans. of. You will go through life having your own sense of humor, and sometimes people will get on board with it, and sometimes they won't. For the most part, my family has never, ever, fuck been on board with anything. Ever. <laughs> I mean, ever. What's up, John? Hi, Tara. Don't call me Tara Tara. Uh, but yesterday, I'll go ahead and share this with you guys. I was um, I was printing off a couple of photos yesterday. And I posted a photo that I had come across. I had even forgotten that I had taken but I made this photo. You guys will be able to see it. I'm sharing uh, my Instagram page. But this photo of my daughter that is next to the Grand Canyon. On the edge of the Grand Canyon. like l- Now, as a father of a 14-year-old, as a guy who grew up so goddamn nervous about everything and anything. Do you really think I would allow my 14-year-old daughter to do a handstand on the edge of a giant cliff in the middle of the fucking desert? Do you really think? No. But a lot of people were, like, pissed about it. was, like, angry. Um, was, like, ridiculously over-the-top mad. I got a couple of DMs about it. People saying, like, why would you let your daughter do that? I'm like, well, first of all, if I can bring her down there, bud. <laughs> Relax for a moment. Um, Anna, that photo. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yep. Giving me the <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I took a lot of heat from family members. And then finally yesterday, I was like, all right, I got to come clean with you guys. I got to let you know. Uh, this photo, obviously, 1,000% Photoshopped it's a composite of like three photos all put together. Um, uh, my daughter was first off on the backside of where she's doing that handstand. There is a, there's a cliff that is six feet down. That's like a plateau. It, I bet it juts out probably 70 feet. You just can't see it. It's all, it's all the way the cameras is, is angled. Um, Jen and Justin, my sister and brother-in-law, are actually standing underneath Kinley behind it. She is about probably ten feet away from that edge. I just photoshopped her and moved her back closer to the edge to make it look like she is li- like her fing- like her pinky finger, is hanging off the side of the cliff. It's not actually happening. To anybody, you really think there's? I would ever allow my daughter? There's nobody more nervous about. Catastrophe than me. I fucking hate heights. Dude, the top of the, is it still called the Sears Tower? The Willis Tower? The, I don't know what they call it. That giant fuck tower in Chicago. There's not a chance in hell I am ever, ever going to the top of that thing. The stratosphere, I literally clung onto the side of it the entire time. I'm like, there's, dude, this is, no, not happening. Um, but uh took a lot of heat and i mostly i do it just to like mess with my mom because i mean talk about i mean i know i'm nervous but that's definitely where i get it from that shit is hereditary <laughs> so anyway uh i appreciate all the well wishes and people going what the fuck are you doing with your daughter why would you allow her to do that uh yeah don't worry about it dude um you we're all good we are all good um anna you're trying to start a tiktok trend oh for doing the thing on the uh next to the edge of the grand canyon no no don't don't bring that shit back on me um i am not i am not that don't no 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 listen i had a friend of mine had sent me a photo of him doing it too but he was about 30 feet away from the edge i was like yeah dude that's exactly where my daughter was it's all smoke and mirrors everybody didn't you know that um scooter hello do they know you know how to do photoshop yeah it's all it's all it's all smoke and mirrors. It's all a facade. That's all it is. Like I said, gotta trick you guys into think I know what the fuck I'm doing. That's exactly what it is. Uh, Scooter, I knew it was Photoshop, but it looks amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I gotta say it did come out very nice. Uh, usually when that stuff happens, I'm like, man, this sucks. This sucks. But this is actually pretty good. I didn't mind it. Uh, hey, what's up, Andrea? Nice to see you, Sally. I knew it was photoshopped. Uh, I knew it couldn't be real, but it looks cool. Thank you. Yeah, height uh, scared the shit out of me. Dude, I can't do him either. I get that nervous, like, ugh, it's anxious. It's very anxiety-causing. I don't like it. Ugh, gross. Nasty. All right, uh, let's move in. Uh, yesterday, uh, I told you guys I was going to talk about this, and I'm glad that I did, and I'm glad that I'm doing it, but I have been trying to kick recent bouts of anxiety it's gotten, it's gotten so bad. The anxiety turns to stress, and it's just like one giant, big, revolving door that you just cannot get out of. It is a cycle that doesn't stop. And I have been trying, and I've been, I didn't even know what it was. Here's the crazy part. I didn't know what anxiety was. I didn't know what that feeling was until probably about four years ago. And I have been feeling it my entire life. I had no idea. I just was—I thought it was nerves. I'm a nervous person. I'm just a nervous person. No, no, no. You're anxious. And that shit will kill you. That shit will definitely kill you. Uh, you need proof? Uh, give me about three days where I don't shave, and you will see a giant bald spot in my beard. That wasn't there before. But this, uh, the anxiety I've been trying to kick now for a long time and it's it's been really difficult. I mean, I've I've tried everything. I've tried diet. I've tried pills. I have tried so many different things to try to get rid of it. Um, and people assume that it comes from the stage fright, like getting up on. I'm like, that's actually I have zero um, cares about that. I've never I've never really. I, and I don't think I feel that. I feel that when it's like big shows. When I'm like, oh man. And not even, not a lot of people. That's not. There's a big difference. Because you can do a room of 200 people, and it doesn't mean shit. But you can do a room of 25 people, and in that room are three headliners that you want to start working with, one guy who owns a club, a booker. Those are big shows. And that's where the nerves start to come up. And tried really, really hard over the last how many years to try to kick the anxiety, man. And it just does not go away, no matter what. You can, t- you can tell yourself all the, you know, read all the books you want. You can do, and it, it doesn't stop. And I'm like, there's gotta be something else going on here. There's gotta be. Cause I can't, I can't, first of all, I can't keep living like this. And I've tried everything. At least it feels that way. Um, but lo and behold, I hadn't tried any, everything. There was something that I was missing. And I was introduced to hypnosis uh, a few years ago from a friend of mine who was, uh, really trying to kick a couple of addictions, uh, food, booze, a few other hard drugs mixed in, and was, I mean, trying so hard, going to AA, getting a sponsor, doing all that. Wasn't working for him. Said so he finally went to a hypnotist, and within a day, was not only clean, but not craving. And that's the big part. That's the biggest thing, is knowing when it's it's starting to fester up. So I found somebody here in Minnesota that um does like it's like a, almost like a um what do you want to call it like an efficiency hypnotist. And he uses it with I mean this guy does like uh sports figures. He does CEOs, he does housewives who just can't get over how hard it is to raise a family. And the dude is like super smart. So I I had a couple of like consultations with this guy and we um Uh, We kind of just settled on like, here's what I'm trying to get over. And this is the stem of it. So I went in, I I had my first uh, meeting with this guy and immediately, first off, he says, I need you to be as calm as you can throughout this 90 minute session. I said, absolutely. Uh, We got about, about 13 minutes in and he stopped me in the middle of a sentence and goes, have you seen your body language? Have you seen your posture? He's like, let me ask, are you sweating right now? I was like, absolutely. Oh my God, it's pouring out of me. He's like, you got to calm down, dude. You got to calm down. Relax. Take a, take a second. Let's get us right back to that. Find that happy place. I don't think he said that. Not cheesy, but he was like, dude, you got to like relax for a moment and look at what you're doing to yourself. So that was a big one. Um the other thing that he had asked me, which like blew my mind, is everything is is such a mindset, you know? It's how you look at everything. You know, I used to look at failure as like, I'm a piece of shit. Now I look at failure as like, okay, now we've learned we can't do that. Don't do that again. You're building it. You're building this thing. And how you do that is by failing. That's the only way to do it. And this, uh, he asked me this question, which I... I'm, I still, I'm just like, I'm in such awe of it. He said, what has anxiety allowed you to do? I was like, what? He's like, what has it allowed you to do? Don't look at that as, as a negative. If there's this one answer, it's going to sound kind of cheesy and lame, but just try to think of it as, what has anxiety allowed you to do? And I thought about it for a second and I realized, hey man, anxiety has allowed me to get up every single day at the ass crack of dawn and outwork anybody I see working harder than me because I am so anxious that if I stop working, it all goes away. So I get that in that process of working all the time, you, it is a balance. You definitely take time away from family, time away from, you know, um, time away from the kids, time away from vacations, But the anxiety has allowed me to build what I have already. It might not be much to some, but to me, it means everything. And the fact that I get to wake up every day and not go into an office fucking means the world, man. And it might be tough and it might be a thousand times harder than my previous uh, career, but I I don't think I'd want it any other way. And the only thing that gets me up out of bed is the anxiety to work that hard. And then he asked, okay. What if you did that without the anxiety? What if your mindset was, you do this for the love again? Not because you have to, because you feel like you have to pay for your daughter's gymnastics, or you have to keep the car payment up, or you have to have health insurance on your own now. What would that look like if you just did it every single day without the anxiety? I'll answer that in just a second. Let's go ahead and uh, read a couple of comments. Gracie Edison, I have not failed. I have found... 1,000 ways that don't work. Absolutely. I 1,000% agree with that, for sure. Jules, mind over matter, uh, mind over mood. Yeah, uh, that was one thing that uh, I had an old football coach that used to say that all the time. Mind over matter. If you don't mind, it don't matter. Uh, And I totally get it. Pressure leads to worry, which immediately brings on anxiety. It messes with your heart. uh, But sleep becomes a terrible cycle. Absolutely, man. Jules, I'm a super anxious person. Uh, but on stage, I have zero anxiety. Easiest thing. But small groups uh, are anxiety-inducing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big big groups, no problem. You don't know anybody. Small groups, 25 people, you got to look those people in the eye on stage. And then if you suck, you got to do it after. And that's the hardest part. For sure. Um, yeah. So, well, thank you guys for a few of the comments. You can also throw comments into uh, the Facebook and YouTube um, live feeds as well. I get those popped back onto the platform that i'm using but uh the thing that uh i really like took away from that was what does anxiety allow you to do is if your mindset is even though i'm feeling this way and even though i am uh even though i can tell that it's parts of it are bad for me there there are some good avenues that come from the anxiety the anxiety gets you to work hard the anxiety makes you feel like if you would stop working, it all goes away, and that is that's really what I took from it was uh, first. Well, first off, uh, there are there is a, a good aspect to it, and the other thing that I took away from it was, um, if the anxiety is not there, you know, like uh, the thing I equated it to was, you know, when a, a famous rock group gets sober and their next album sucks, will I not work as hard or be as creative or as funny without? the anxiety. If it, that goes away, then what now I have nothing. I don't have anything to hang my hat on anymore. And I don't know if I want that. I don't know if I want that. And that was uh, that was uh, that was tough. That was like a, that was a big revelation when he said, you know, what, what is anxiety allowed you to do? I've never phrased it that way. What does it allow you to do? So uh, we had a great conversation. Um, I realized I can get through some of these conversations without becoming a giant Fucking heap of tears and being like okay listen uh which means that you have got like I, you know uh when i was at hubbard broadcasting they had this program where you could get like i don't know six mental health sessions with a qualified therapist every single uh every single year right so i would do my six and by the la- but the last time i did it i got to like session number three and i'm like i'm just kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel to find shit to complain about now Like, so maybe things have gotten good or at least I'm starting to take a little bit of ownership of the things that I have fucked up and it, uh, it really, uh, it it made a huge difference going in and evaluating what it was that I was saying, like looking at the, looking at the forest from the outside, not from the trees and seeing it for what it really was your mistakes. These are your things that you need to, to work on. You can't keep blaming everybody else. This is you. You have to own it. And after um, I, uh, after we had this nice conversation, he sat me down in the chair. And then that's when we started the, you, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to count back from 10. And when you get to 10, you're going to be in that subconscious. You're walking down a stairway. It's 10 giant safe steps. 10. You can feel yourself going down deeper, deeper. Obviously, I'm terrible at hypnosis speak but uh, by the end of it when I did that like 15 minutes in the chair and it wasn't like you know he was like now you're gonna bark like a dog and it was none of that shit it was none of that this was more I could see how vividly what he was talking about I could see those vivid things I could see the stairwell I could see the door I could see that sign I could see that last step got bigger and bigger and bigger it was like a Wes Anderson movie in my mind and I was, um, I was such, I was like so captivated by what it was that he was doing after about 15, 20 minutes of this. And he said, he's like, dude, we've been talking so long. We're not going to be able to go as deep as I would like, but we'll definitely get back around to it. When we got to uh, about that 15, 20 minute mark and he snapped his fingers and I, you know, came back, no shit. I felt drunk. I felt buzzed. I felt like somebody had taken a weight off my brain. That is 1,000% accurate. There's, I don't think there's any other way to describe it. I had to, lay, I had to lay on the bed for like 10 minutes. I don't know why my butthole hurt. I don't know what he did while I was hypnotized. But nonetheless, my mind felt great. I was like, I can take a little bit of butt hurt. Um, it, it felt amazing. It felt absolutely like, oh, this is what my mind used to have. This is We've hit the reset button. And one of the big things that he took away was, hey, uh, when you get those triggers, when you find yourself, he's like, there's there's four different things that you should do. And he gave me like these four tools, uh, one of which is like a breathing exercise, one is a physical exercise, one is an eye movement exercise, and one is a relaxation exercise. And he said, find the one that works best for you and use that every single time you can feel it festering up. Just stop, just take 15 seconds and stop. And I bet you feel better. And when that email comes in that gives you anxiety, remember, what would this look like if you didn't have the anxiety? You still got to get it done. The workload doesn't go down if you're not anxious. It doesn't go up if you are. It's exactly what it is. It is what it is. So just do it without the anxiety. Tell yourself, do it without the anxiety. You're going to be fine. And sure as shit, man, so that was Tuesday. What is today? Thursday. I went all day yesterday just going, what if I did this without anxiety? What if I did this without anxiety? What, if, what, what would it look like? What would it be? What would my mind do? It was exactly the same. Minus the anxiety. Felt great. Yesterday, I, I could tell I was like, one of the big things that I do constantly is I, I procrastinate and then I rush. And then that causes anxiety. And uh, I had told myself that, dude, if you're going to go through this process, you definitely have to start um, being better and more mindful about the fact that you uh, can't work until the very last second and then grab your shit and then run out the door. Because that's when things start getting forgotten. That is when you drop the ball. You can't do that anymore. You got to be done with that. And... It uh, it really made a big difference yesterday. I could feel myself getting into that. Oh my god, um, I, I, I'm. I, it's starting to well up. I can feel it like just like building in my chest. And it, and it was in the car yesterday. And I was like, hang on, man, just give yourself 15 seconds. Pulled off to the side of the road. I did the breathing breathing exercise. Came right back into feeling great again. Went right back with it. It felt awesome. Felt amazing. Kid gets in the car to take her to school. No anxiety, no rushing. We'll get there when we get there. It gets done when it gets done. I got five more sessions of uh, hypnosis therapy that uh, I'm. if I feel even half as good as I did when I walked out of there on Tuesday, it'd be well worth every single penny I'm spending on it. So, uh, read a couple of comments here. Sally, thank you for sharing your experience with The Hypnotist. Uh, good to know this helps with anxiety. Perhaps you can share his info as I would love to try this. Absolutely. Um, I will, uh, Sally, I have no problem doing that. Uh, only because I don't for like, I don't know exactly like how it works. You know, I'm sure, I don't know if I'm, I'm sure he would much, he would love to have somebody drop a, uh, a line, you know, about his business. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I will, uh, if you want DM me, I will, uh, or I'll throw you a DM. And let you know exactly uh, what, but it's, it's, it was fascinating. My mind felt so clear. It's felt so, it felt like it doesn't matter the words that are coming out of your mouth. They're always the right words. How is that possible? Because for the, for years, I've always thought if you say that, that's going to suck. If you say that, people are going to think something. If you say, no, 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 that was all, it's it's all been gone the last 48 hours. All of it. Every word that has come out of my mouth. I'm like, that's, that's the word. Even if it's the right word or not, it doesn't matter. It's always the right word. That's one of the rules of improv. One of the rules of improv is there's never a wrong word. And I one thousand percent agree with this uh, with this um, hypnosis therapy that once you kind of get past that, once you get past that mental block of standing in your own way, there's there's no wrong words. They're all the right words. <laughs> it was amazing. It really was. It was incredible. I'm I'm so impressed. Uh, by what it's done to, to my brain over the last two days. So, um, listen, if it's, if you think it's all smoke and mirrors and hocus pocus, I 1000% get that. Cause I'm not a big fan of crystals and you know, uh, listen, it's a moon phase, uh, moon phase 12 going on right now, which means that you're definitely going to feel just a little lot of wax, right? You're going to feel a little lot of sorts. You're going to feel like you're not yourself. You're going to feel like you can bring more to the table that people don't see the potential in you, but you know, the potential, don't you? It's because it's a moon phase and a moon phase is not lining up with your equilibrium. I don't know, but see what I mean. I just, I I made it up just now. So I get it. Why people don't believe it. But this, uh, hypnosis, man, I'm telling you, if, uh, if you're willing to give it a try, it's, I'm very impressed by what, what it's done in just over the last two days. Hopefully it continues. Uh, You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every day at 9.45 a.m. It goes live on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Make sure you download all the audio. Really do appreciate you guys coming out. Thank you for joining me on A Long Walk to Cleveland.